0: I'm Trevor Pullman of Believe It or Not, and I took a left at the valley. I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but
1: with the religious people taking
2: over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm
0: proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it, I say it's ignorance, and you just call it faith in us.
2: Nothing to be ashamed, i
1: Coming at you from Funky Weather, BC, this is Left in the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I couldn't take the kids to SeaWorld, so I took them to the fish market and I told them they were sleeping.
2: Oh,
0: that is mean. <laughs> i me like, u- totally parent with a parent thing.
1: <laughs> Joining me as usual is a team who aren't insane, they are just mentally hilarious. Can you ch- insinuate something? Maybe. A hitchhiker asked her if she was afraid he could be a serial killer. She said, it's unlikely there would be two serial killers in the same car. Nancy. Oh, I like that
2: one. <laughs> there's, a, there's a movie.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, I a serial them. killer
1: picked up by another serial killer. Yeah. That's that, a movie would be, right there. that
0: would be a very interesting concept. Hollywood,
1: call us. Yeah,
2: think of a
0: possibility.
1: <laughs> and I told her to embrace her mistakes, and then she hugged me, <laughs> cursing. Aw, do you need a hug, Kevin? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> Ladies, welcome back. Hope you had a great week.
0: It was an interesting one. It was a very, very relaxing,
1: mostly relaxing week. Oh, that's good. Not too bad. So today we'll be talking to Amy and Amy, Amy with a Y and Amy with an I, from I Secular Soup, and uh, it's gonna be, uh, that's going to be in the second half of the show. But first, let's do our usual chit-chat. Um, guys, remember, uh, was it last week we talked about uh, the Black Mass, the satanic Black Mass, mm-hmm. the first one in Canada? Why well, it happened. Uh, the organizers said it was a huge success. And it actually drew hundreds of protesters. Oh. <laughs> so ah. this was at the Coven, which is a heavy metal bar. Uh, it, apparently, they had so many uh, visitors that wanted to be in the mass because they had like a limited amount of tickets mm-hmm. they could fit into the venue. They actually had to turn back some people.
2: Well, where, did, where was this?:
1: uh, that, Oh God, uh, was it Toronto? think it was toronto i think yeah. it was toronto yeah. yeah um no violence there was no violence so that's good uh, and of course it's it's been hailed as a moment for freedom of religion and i agree and mm-hmm. you know, so everything went without a hitch they had protesters on the other side of the street and that's fine you know <laughs> christian protesting you know <laughs> the joke that is a black mass but you know that's those are christians for you so everything went fine perfect um there's a travel site called big seven and it voted Vancouver the friendliest city in the world. I saw that. Wow. Do, do you guys agree with that? You think Vancouver is the friendliest city in the world? Well, I would say maybe not when it comes definitely.
2: I mean, if you had the top. Five, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, but I, I, I couldn't give it a designation. But I'd say, yeah, it's we're up there.
1: Well, this was a so- social media poll from 1.5 million people. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you, are
2: you skeptical of it?
1: Well, a bit, a bit. Uh, of course, it's it's out of 50 cities, and of course, uh, Vancouver. Okay, um, I always thought of Vancouver as not super friendly. But that's because I'm comparing it to the rest of the smaller towns yeah, in the country, Yeah, that's, right? that's what I
0: was thinking, too. Because if we're looking just in Canada, and just in like what we're used to... Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: not. Yeah, yeah. So so maybe they're comparing like Canada, for example, they would take like Montreal, Toronto and Vancouver, maybe Calgary, you know, and then they would take these big cities. They won't take something like Abbotsford or Hope or Chilliwack and, and that stuff like that because there's only 50 cities worldwide, right? Yeah. So so I'm assuming they just went with the big, big cities. In that point, yeah, yeah okay, they, they have a point. Vancouver is pretty friendly. But if you think Vancouver is friendly there, wait till you get out of Vancouver, it gets even more friendly. I
2: think.
0: Yeah. We are Canadian through and through. <laughs> it much. only gets better.
1: <laughs> Mostly.
2: Well, it's Canadian. It has to be mm-hmm. a cut above. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right.
2: Though so when it comes to
0: drivers,
2: not so
1: much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I found that's, drivers that's in
0: Alberta to be much nicer, but I think that's partly because they have a lot more road space.
1: What was it this week? It was it this week that they had that one day of rain, which kind of cut down the, the mugginess? And all of a sudden, everybody lost a goddamn mind on how to drive. It's like two weeks of nice weather and everybody's like driving fine. And all of a sudden, one day of rain and everybody completely forgot that the roads are a bit more slick. There were accidents all over the place. There was a five-car pileup on the Portman Bridge. Uh, there was a, pl- uh, a pileup in yeah. the or uh, the Tunnel. It's like all over the place. Yeah, insane.
0: that That is the problem here, I find. It's like once you go for a long stint without rain, and all of a sudden it rains and everybody forgets how to
1: drive on yeah, the water. It's like, it's like people have a very short-term memory. The old dories behind the wheel. Yeah, right?
2: and I, I, I had to go from where we live in Abbotsford to Maple Ridge, which is about a half hour mm-hmm. trip, but it's, it's rural and it's, yeah. you know, it's a nice little ride and there was construction mm-hmm. and, it, and it was slippery yeah. and it was, you know, there, I think there was at least one accident mm-hmm. that I saw, but you're right. It was like, you know, it was like, it was a torrential tropical rainstorm, mm-hmm. you know, that people thought, Oh my gosh, you know, how am I going to handle this? So they speed up.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs>
0: because that makes sense. Yeah. Just so just listeners out there, if it hasn't rained for a while and then it rains, just drive carefully.
1: Yeah, and especially especially in the first 2 hours of of rainfall, this is when the the um, oils, if you wish, in the asphalt exactly. kind of come a bit to the surface. So the first little bit where it kind of rains there, it's really it's really where it's most dangerous. If it's been raining for 24 hours, I mean the road is wet and it's slick, but it's not nearly as bad as when it just starts to.
0: And it's not going to get wetter. It's just going to stay
1: wet. Uh, Speaking of Canada, um, Elections Canada warned to environmental groups, because we're in an election year, that running climate change ads could be seen as partisan, and they might have to actually register as a third party. This only applies to ads specifically identifying a candidate or party, and for more than $500. I don't know how I feel about that. Because you know, climate change is not a partisan thing. It's a, it's an actual issue. It's a yes. it's a huge. It's the issue of our lifetime. Let's face that. So I'm not sure that can, uh, in, uh, the elections can is doing the right thing here.
2: Well, how do they? I I don't understand why it would be classified. I'm not picking that up.
1: This this is because of all the stupidity, the conservative parties and the one that started, what was the name, that one from Maxime Bernier that kind of separated from the, the one that's even more right wing than the conservatives. they, They see, they think it's a hoax. Uh, they think it's you know they they just love to lie about this kind of shit. So so all of a sudden, election Canada thinks, well, you know, the conservative thinks it's a hoax, and and, and the left thinks it's not. So it's a partisan issue also, and I think that's a huge mistake.
2: So if they showed the Amazon burning. That could be considered a partisan... I mean, yeah, come on now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is... No, I, if it, if it, if, is it bending over backwards to try and be fair where you're just getting ridiculous? I, I think it is. I think, I think so. It is.
1: Uh, hopefully, an uh, Election scan is going to make a bit of a change on that. I mean, maybe if it's the idea that you're showing the Amazon burning, oh, the Amazon's burning, vote Green Party. Okay, maybe, maybe. Maybe there's something to argue about that. But, you know, the, the, the issue of the Amazon burning... It's an issue. It's not yeah, a partisan it's, yeah. thing. It's, it's an big, issue. It's a big issue. It's a huge issue. Yeah. Oh, and my God. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing that the media has been somewhat pretty excited about this, except for this week, finally. They talk about this. We, even us, we haven't even talked about this on the show. But, you know, the Amazon is in really, really terrible danger. And this is a problem. This is a huge problem, considering that the Amazon is producing 20% of the oxygen that we breathe. So, it was like... <laughs>
0: Actually, it's really interesting. If you wa- go, I recommend watching at least the first episode of, of what is it? Was it? I think it's Our Strange Rock or This Strange Rock or something on mm-hmm. Netflix. Mm-hmm. The first episode actually talks about the Amazon because it's actually talking about like oxygen, and all of the oxygen that the Amazon produces is actually it uses, but it goes into making other things that are super fucking important,
1: mm. and it's just like
0: oh, this is so bad.
1: We we could almost do an entire show on that because right now there are accusations that the uh, uh, the uh, Native tribes have been taking the government to court over their rights, and they've yeah. actually won in court, and now there's accusations from the, from these Native people that the government, which is led by, I forget his name, but he's also an authoritarian Trump-like figure, yeah. uh, uh, are setting these fires deliberately.
0: That's what I've heard yeah. as
1: well. And it's like, are you kidding me? So you you essentially trying to force the people off the land by setting fires and burning their homes. And then after that, you're just going to come in and claim the land for development. Is that what you're actually doing? I mm-hmm. mean, this, this is horrible. Yeah. And there was an article I saw very briefly yesterday saying uh, the, uh, the the president of Brazil basically saying we're not equipped to handle this. This crisis, so we're not equipped. So, so now you have uh, countries next door, like Bolivia and all that, they're sending in their water fighters, their water jets, and all that to try to extinguish that fire before it really, really runs out of control. And it's really close to this at this point. So it's like, uh, God. And of course, now in on our side of the planet, our leaders have been going to France uh, and uh, the, uh, the G7 there,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: where they're actually uh, trying to make this a priority.
2: Yeah, didn't Boris Johnson uh, say something
1: about it? He can he speak. He? Boris Johnson can speak. Really, Except I didn't from know, the UK. Yeah. I didn't know he could speak. Yeah. I had no idea he was actually, you know, good, smart enough to actually speak. No, yeah. the, um, Emmanuel Macron did something. Uh, Justin English. Trudeau as well. He
2: speaks English. Oh, really? Yeah. You kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. No. Wow. I heard. it.
1: I thought for sure he would like throw his feces at people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so this is this is, is uh, it's an ongoing story. We're absolutely going to have to keep an eye on uh, because this this is really really important. To the point now, now France basically said that they, they would veto any uh, U, um, EU accord, a trade pact with Brazil. Because he says Brazil's not doing anything, so if if the EU is trying to do a trade pact with with, uh, with Brazil he, the, the 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 France is going to come in there and say no, we're not, we're gonna, we're they're actually going to veto it. Wow. So this is getting really serious. Oh. There's going to be some really serious repercussions here. Oh, and, of course, yeah. Trump hasn't said anything yet, but that's going to be interesting to see where he cause where they he's going try to fall. To
0: There's yeah. going to be serious repercussions if they do nothing.
1: Yes. That's it will exactly.
0: literally change you, you, we're, we're,
1: so much. We're, we're down to the wire here. We can no longer kick the can down the road here. No. That's exactly it. We can no longer ignore this problem. This is a problem we have to take care of. And we have to take care of, We're going to have to do some drastic, drastic changes. And, in a way, uh, some people like uh, you know, President Obama, Hopeful uh, Bernie Sanders in the U.S. has come up with a very ambitious plan uh, in the trillions of dollars to like actually change most of the U.S. economy to to green technology and stuff like that. So
0: that actually doesn't seem that that bad for like the quantity amount of money, like trillions. I'm like that's
1: that's,
2: that doesn't seem bad.
1: It is is a lot of money. It is. When the safety of the species is at, at risk, it's not so bad. Yeah,
2: really not. Well, you know, everybody says it's a lot of money. The military takes a lot of money.
1: Yes, yes.
2: Agriculture, you know, takes a lot. Everything takes a lot of money because you're talking about what 300 million people, mm-hmm. you know, in a in an area where they need services. There's infrastructure. There's no such thing as yeah. I think we can get by with about 300 bucks a year. Yeah. And <laughs> it's all it's all huge figures yeah. that you're dealing with. A huge uh, of agency people. or problem to be solved, or whatever.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And it's
2: relative. It uh, is.
1: The, I, I'm always shocked when I see this, this this chart where you know it says the U.S. budget, and you see over fifty percent of it of the U.S. money that's spending U.S. money is spending the military. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, and they, they've got the biggest military in the world, but they don't need something that huge. They no. really don't. I mean, they, they, they could just take 10%. I, I mean, you could go drastic and say t- take half. But if you reduce the military budget by 10%, you've pretty much solved all the other problems the U.S. has by, with that money, like infrastructure projects and rebuilding the roads and bridges and all that. You've pretty much solved that well, just between, with that money. So,
2: yeah, between that and waste.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yeah, of course.
2: And you guys
0: can still pretend you're great. It's all good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just 10%. Just a little bit. Well, speaking of green, uh, Trump seems to be descending more and more into madness. Did you guys see this past week how he declared himself... uh, the chosen one. Oh, for fuck's yeah. sake! And he basically said, uh, he repeated, he retweeted somebody uh, basically calling him a king of the Jews and the second coming. He said, "Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. This how how long is it going to take for people to say this? He's a madman. He's mm-hmm. just completely, completely lost. it. and of course, on top of that, the funny joke of course he 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 was serious about buying Greenland, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> which. He was, and then he was mad when when, yeah, the when when the prime minister used the word absurd.
1: Yeah, when Norway was basically, offended,
2: yeah. and I'm thinking, you offend everybody, yeah. and you're mad because somebody uses the word absurd. That's so mild compared to you know to the, the stuff he, that he uses loser on a regular that, basis. That flies out of his mouth. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And <laughs>
2: yeah, I think you're right. I, I mean, I think there's been um, a, a pretty well agreement by the news media, um, whether they have have an agenda or not Mm -hmm. there's been general agreement that he seems to be losing it more and
1: more. Oh, he's 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 going power nuts. Yeah, and you know, and
2: the Republicans are are hiding more and more in their closets.
1: Yeah, they're too cowardly to come out and yeah. challenge him yeah. at this point, And it seems like the, the the Democrats don't seem to have the guts to do it either. Well, it's they're just on absolutely va- they're amazing. On
2: vacation, they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they,
1: they, they uh, you know, when he well. gets that when he gets that crazy, you postpone your stupid vacation. This this, this is yeah. serious. This is when you're looking at the sky. You're in the middle of a press conference. You look at the sky. Says, "I'm the chosen one." Are you shin me? I mean, this, first, like, first of all, there's so many things wrong with that. Uh, the, the idea that the the Jews, that they said, the Jews in Israel look at Donald Trump like the second coming. The second coming is a Christian concept. The Jews don't have the second coming. They do only think the first one happened. That's right. So, so it's like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, it's it's like you're completely out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. And, of course, he's just re- rehashing whatever some idiot out there basically said about him that would fire he's Donald desperate Trump.
2: desperate to keep the evangelical base because his popularity ratings are just i think they were what 36 38
1: i 39, i think somewhere yeah, i 30. think donald trump will be the end of the evangelical movement in the states i really think and uh, they have no credibility left they have nothing left all the so they hang on to this guy i mean everything that they say they have as values has been completely exposed as hypocritical mm-hmm. bullshit and once trump is gone Nobody, I'm hoping anyway, that nobody's going to take the evangelical movement seriously anymore. There is no freaking way. I mean, they they might still have the numbers, but uh, seriously? No, there's no way. Anyway, well, Donald Trump's thinking of buying Greenland. Well, that kind of prompted us to do a bit of research. And to research into what other things for sale Donald Trump could have. Future Kevin, edit this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where's my music?
2: Do 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 do. There
1: it is. All right. Well, we're looking at the uh, the uh, the the classified, and here's a couple as I thought were kind of funny for sale. Amazing underground potential for oil. To your credit government will eliminate any issue you have. Man only, cat and camel friendly. Call eight seven seven Saudi Oil. Leave bribe amount. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Great wall for sale, mostly decorative now. Great Chinese artis- artisanship, but rated poorly by Mongol by Mongol Mongolian interests. Mongolian interest could fit nicely along border.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tomb fit for a king, slightly used. Great view of Cairo, architecture. Oh, architecture approved by Khufu and rated five star by King Tutken, I'm Tutankhamen. Tutankhamen. Thank you very much. <laughs> Great limestone construction, and this is this is the best part. We'll throw in Sphinx for serious buyer only.
1: <laughs> wow, I'm there. I'm down. How about idyllic island resort? Slight seismic activity and prone to occasional tsunamis getting quickly overcrowded by population very clean and stunning view of rising sun will throw in all the sushi you can want
0: <laughs> Sushi's the best
1: oh i love
0: sushi art deco style giant statue for sale chrysalite concrete and soapstone construction great for cre- creating shade or for hanging clothes would pair nicely with giant female statue in new york Christian buyer preferred, they believe anything. Leave message, but don't expect return soon.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that one. Okay, massive fire sale. Everything must go. Amazon River Project, Brazilian government uh, cooperates with any authoritarian type, reduced to clear. Slight like
1: native infection. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: it is mean. Oh. First sale, reduced to clear. Great view of solar system. Isolated and quiet. Only a handful of visitors in the in 50, 60 years. Recently received tardigrades. So peaceful that <laughs> some don't believe it actually exists. It's not made of cheese. Call NASA for tour. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the moon, of course. Uh, thank you so much, ladies. That uh, was great. If any,
2: if any of our listeners would like to place a bid on any of these... <laughs> Are a best offer. Yeah, of course. Yes, do let us know.
1: We entertain all offers. <laughs> right.
2: And, and no, no delivery is possible. You have to go there. Pick up only.
1: <laughs> My dear Nancy, you got a top 10 for us?
2: I do. And it, it is sort of the, the bookend, the other bookend mm-hmm. to last week. That's we right. had the cats. This week, we got the dogs. And I don't get to tell my joke about Mrs. Katz and her lawyer. <laughs> no such thing about Mrs. Poodle. So I spare you. I spare you. My Did, I circuit te- joke. Did
1: I ever tell you I had a friend who had a uh, mixed poodle and uh, a uh, mixed poodle and pimple? And yeah, not much of a guard dog, but a vicious gossip. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: I like that one. <laughs> Okie dokie. This is the world's 10 smartest dog breeds. I realize some of this may be a little controversial, but we'll go with the list and then if you have others that you think should go in you know, instead, we'll certainly take those very seriously. Okay, first of all, we gotta figure out what makes a dog smart. That helps to determine how the list is. So the majority of people feel that the smartest dogs are fast learners and therefore easiest to train. And when these dogs are properly motivated, they're able to learn more than the average dog. And a lot of the really intelligent dogs learn more words than most yeah. other dogs mm-hmm. and in turn uh, perform more actions on command. And the smartest dogs usually pay close attention to their surroundings and pick up easy, uh, easily on subtle cues. So, And a lot of dogs can understand the difference between objects and actions. And some, and I, I think a lot of us have seen this, there are dogs that can identify objects, up to 40, you know, 30, mm-hmm. 40 objects. And the owner says, pick up the ball, pick mm-hmm. up the, the whip, pick up the, you know. The I want to do and that they, with
1: Sienna and Ellie.
2: Yeah, they're really good. Anyway, so let's get to practice on Christina. Yeah, let's get to the list. Oh. And if you have one of the smartest dog breeds, or hope to get one one day, be aware that you'll need to put in a lot of effort, mm-hmm. take proper care. All dogs have needs, but the smartest dog breeds typically need more exercise, attention, and training.
0: And brain work. Get, they get and bored. You have to they, exercise the brain yeah. more so than the body. They, they, they get bored. You really do. An hour run at the dog park. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in here. An hour run at the dog park. They'll come home and still be going. One hour at puppy class, they're dead in the car. <laughs> yeah. Also, be prepared for stubbornness.
2: Yeah, that's where they're like brilliant children in, in public schools. You know, they really are. They just take um, they take a lot of your time and effort. But a lot of people love to have those kind of breeds because that's what they that's what they want to do. You feel you can okay.
1: almost relate a bit more to. We'll start number going. ten. Yep,
2: and then work our way up. Um, number ten the Golden Retriever.
1: Oh, yes. That's Classic. among
2: the most popular dog breeds. They're one of the friendliest dogs. Um, they may seem a little goofy, but they can learn to do just about anything. So they have a mm-hmm. really, they have a, 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 an above average intelligence and they love people. They are really such good And they're good so cute.
1: I, I, wonder, I wonder, for example, when they say the, the Golden Retriever, if they're just specific to that breed, because when you say Golden Retriever, it, there's a lot of, you know... Um, Dogs, retriever dogs, are very closely related. Yeah,
2: actually, they have a. Uh, they mentioned that, that good, good call on that one, because tied with that is the Labrador Retriever.
1: Exactly. That's that was exactly yeah. my yeah. point, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 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 All the all the retrievers are pretty. They're pretty smart dogs.
2: Yeah, they they pretty well uh, share the same traits.
0: I'm gonna make a, a guess that these are all going to be kind of like a, a bit of a working breed kind of going on here. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Number nine. Jack Russell. Wow. Now, sometimes the Jack Russell is missing from a lot of the list. Yeah. Um, it, it may be because they move too fast <laughs> to be noticed. But um, they're closely related to the Parson Russell Terrier, mm-hmm. and they're fearless. They're energetic. They have a very sharp wit and stubborn, as Kirsten pointed out. And there's no fooling the little terriers. And they're when they want something. They go after it. They they'll what, do anything
1: Were they originally way. bred to hunt down like rats?
2: I
0: believe they were ratters, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah.
2: were they were ratters. But they um be, be, they they're really good at agility. Mm-hmm. When I used to yeah, do agility yeah, oh, yeah. with my dogs, they you'd they're eat small and a quick. lot. Oh, a lot of Jack Russell's and they man, they were fast and they were really good.
1: For a small dog they're really fast. Yeah. Oh god, yes. Uh,
2: <clears throat> number eight. Rottweilers. Oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't put them on on the list, but they're um, they know how to read people. They they.
1: they it's they, not just Bruce Trank with Rottweilers. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they um they know whether or not they can trust people. Or not, which Mm -hmm. is why they make right. They make good guard dogs. They're but mainly, um, if the Rottweiler is brought up right, they can be very affectionate and very playful when they do trust you. So they they just let everything go. They are. Yeah.
0: They're so sweet. Yeah. Had one growing up.
2: They are, but they can show a very stoic, controlled side to strangers, which is why you know people will use them for. Guard and attack dogs, and sometimes they're trained the wrong way by the wrong people, and then you see all the negative traits coming out, which is which is not fair to them. I used to know a, a Rottweiler that allowed Chihuahuas to play with his tongue. I mean, <laughs> was, yeah, I mean it was yeah. really
0: like the one we sweet. had. She was super sweet, but like if she barked when somebody came down the driveway, yeah. you did not want to go there, especially because she was overweight. Yeah. Whoa.
2: Oh, they're massive. I mean, they—you know—they just their presence alone. Number seven, believe it or not, this is this is one that you're not gonna you're not gonna expect. The papillon. Really? No, I I definitely would you? Yeah. I, in all fairness,
0: a friend in high school, her mom bred them, so I did actually get to interact oh, with
2: the no, papillons. But they are. One of the smartest of the toy breeds. When I did agility, there were quite a number of Papillons that were uh, competing, and they were really dedicated little dogs. Once they got on the on the track, you know, they they knew what they had to do, and they they did it very workmanlike. Little guys, my, so, in so my, cute.
1: In my opinion, any toy breed is a crime against nature.
2: <laughs>
1: a dog should be a certain size. No,
2: that's not a dog.
1: That's a cat with a personality problem. <laughs>
2: But they, they are, again, they're a stubborn breed, <laughs> yeah. very stubborn, but once you can get around that, they, they, uh, they'll they work their little hearts out for you. Well, number six, the Shelt- Shetland Sheepdog, otherwise mm. known as Shelties. Mm. Yeah. Very smart dogs. They, um, they're they smarter than you think. A lot of people don't give them a lot of credit. Um but because people think of them as aloof, but because sometimes they're very quiet and uh, sometimes they're energetic and playful, but they're very independent dogs, um, but they're always looking at the environment and trying to figure out, you know, where they are and waiting for a signal for you. They're, they're like a herding, they're yeah. like a herding mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. They have that, that personality. They're very eager um, to learn and eager to please. They're treated well. They'll do anything.
1: We could them. use one of those just to round up Christina. Pardon. <laughs> we could use one of those to round up Christina. We could. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, number five. <laughs> you may think this is this dog would dog breed would be a little higher on the list, but it's at number six on this one. German Shepherds. Hmm. I would have put it. I would have put it a, a little higher, but sometimes people think that they're too smart. For their own good Um, they're very protective they have a lot of energy a lot of intelligence uh, so that sometimes they act a little high-strung or anxious you know they get a little nervous about um, doing things because they're it's almost like they're anticipating something bad to happen and they're you know trying to act controlled Mm -hmm. um, you know so that they they choose the, the right direction to go the right thing to do so they can get a little nervous and anxious but if they're trained right um, to supervise or protect or track or rescue, they're just they're great dogs. They really yeah. Are. And they're
1: still widely used in police forces.
2: Yeah, yep. and they're good. They're good with children. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, people uh, sometimes trainers that have uh, the, the police dogs at work bring them home with the kids, and they're just like you know little little melty you know. Dogs, mm. you know. Uh,
1: I don't know how I feel this. about German Shepherd because the very first dog I ever had as a child was a German Shepherd. Oh. but at the same time, the only I've been bitten twice in my life, and both times were by German Shepherds. Hmm. So I don't know how I feel. I, I never turn my back on a German Shepherd. Never turn it back.
0: <laughs> I think it all comes down to what the situation was when you got bit, and like yeah. how the dog was brought up, and what was going on, like what you
1: might have been doing yeah. at that time. I think I think some <laughs> dogs think I'm scary and big and scary, and maybe that's it. Yeah, you
2: know? maybe. Yeah, I mean some some. German Shepherds can be aggressive and bite, and some can be nervous and afraid yeah, and, I mean, and bite. Let's, but let's, even so, you still get bit.
1: Yeah, let's not forget, dogs are just kind of like like humans, right? They they have bad days too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, a they bad do. dog day, you can have that, right? It's like, oh no, yeah. I don't want anybody to look at me today. <laughs> but it
2: is, it's an it's an inter- it's a really an, an interesting. An interesting breed, and they're you know they're they're certainly used in, in a lot of dangerous situations, and come through even with uh, with noise, gunfire, and things like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, oh yeah,
0: they, my they, dog they growing try. up, he was a half pit bull, Half kind of a mix of German Shepherd, Husky, Retriever, whoa, whoa, whoa. A Golden Retriever, or no Lab. Yeah. And he was like the best dog Like Mm. he was my best friend growing up Literally
2: Yeah. There was was enough in there to counteract There's enough positive things to counteract Whatever negative things were there Mm -hmm.
0: That dog only ever growled at somebody twice in his life
2: Mm.
0: And both times were Once was protecting me Growling at somebody when I was a little kid Mm -hmm. That was walking towards me And the other time was growling at other dogs That were being aggressive Mm. Mm. That's it
2: Yeah. Number four the Aussie, Australian Cattle Dog. Oh, okay. They are smart as a whip. They are so good. Um, They're very focused. They're a a very driven dog uh, breed, and they form a really close bond with the owner. I mean, that's it. Once that attachment is there, um, they 'll do anything they really will they're they 're strongly motivated for their owner. They were bred to herd cattle, so they live to work and they 're really great agility dogs and mm-hmm. fast mm. they really are once they know what to do um, they they do it before you even ask them to do it. They can be very intuitive about what they 're supposed to do, but sometimes they can make mistakes, so they still need to have that bond you know and 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 be able to to respond if they're doing something wrong they can stop on a dime and, and go another way to mm-hmm. their owner which is really good watching uh, watching these dogs at agility is really something um, number 3 poodles yep get, it, get out of here no nope. yep. poodles poodles yep. oh yeah they're they're Ugh. really 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 smart um, either it doesn't make a difference if it's a toy miniature or standard size. They're really gifted with some of the best uh, brain power going. They originated as a hunting dog, and so they still have that in their in their DNA. Poodles were
1: hunting dogs.
2: They were. Hunting it's surprising. Dogs. I know. What, were they, what
1: were they hunting? Dust bunny?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I they <laughs> were on the large estates hunting, and I don't know whether it was rabbits or. I don't think they were used in fox hunts but they they were they, the the poodle cut that looks like it's you know straight out of mm-hmm. the glamour magazine actually that's a swimming cut oh, really? and used that way you know for uh, for what they were doing to um so they don't get tangled up and they can swim easily
1: I, i've and seen I've, I've seen many pictures of a poli- policeman in france uh, or with the poodles on the leash, uh, as sniffing around for drugs and stuff like that. So maybe they are. Maybe I'm just. It know, seems like falling a, for the stereotype here. It
0: seems like a weird concept because, and I think it's because of media and how you typically see poodles in media as like the prim and proper dogs. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: Okay, moving on. Uh, the Australian Shepherd, which is not the Aussie that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. This is a brilliant, active, uh, friendly dog. Uh, background is a sheepdog. dog uh, you probably if, if you've watched any of these shows mm-hmm. that have the trials you'll see the Australian Shepherd doing its thing with uh, with, with sheep um, and they can train to whistles they can train to hand calls they can train to voice calls they are really 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 sharp they learn extremely fast and they learn from each other very very quickly as did, well it's Australia and,
1: the dog actually whistles for the owner
0: and did you know that they <laughs> come in miniature too
2: They come in miniature. They're so cute. Yeah, so they're 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 natural athletes and they're they're great dogs. Okay, here we go. anybody want to?
1: I'm gonna guess border collie. I I, you know I I am very shocked because there's a lot of dogs I was expecting to hear I didn't hear at all on that list. Me too. Uh, I thought for sure I'd be hearing a beagle. Yeah. Beagles are smart. I thought for sure huskies would be on that list. Uh, you know, I'm really uh point uh, um one of those, uh, those sheep pointers, what are they called? The, the blue-haired pointers? I thought for sure that'd be those sheep herder dogs. I thought yeah. for sure they'd be yeah. there, no?
2: I thought I thought I would see the Malinois because they're much like the German Shepherds. Oh and my they're, goodness. They're fabulous dogs. But you're right, it is the Poodle. I mean, the Border Collie that's number one.
0: Oh, really? The yeah. yeah. Border Collie. You know, friends of ours have a Malinois and she is, like, adorable. I love her.
2: Yeah, they're... You see a lot of Malinois used um, at the border for, you know, the dogs that are sniffing sniffing out drugs. Anyway, the Border Collie is perhaps the smartest. If I put Border Collie's number one on Hmm. on any list, um, if most dogs have the intelligence of the average two-year-old, Border Collies are probably like four-year-olds. They're very energetic, athletic. They're very driven um, in in agility and, and in herding. We always used to say that the Border Collies have the eye. If they're if they're doing any um, um, herding, they just look at the sheep and intimidate them with the eye, and then they can outsmart them. Generally, any any day of the week, hmm. they're just great dogs. To, to watch Border Collies. Um, in agility, keep, I keep going back to agility because that's where my uh, that's where my my um,
1: it's a good looking uh, love it. was, mm-hmm. and that
2: I did quite a bit. But when you watch a border collie do agility, they set the standard. For almost any oh, yeah. other breed, they're fabulous dogs, and they're they're really friendly. They can be a little nasty, just mm-hmm, depending mm-hmm. on how high strung they are. But if you have a border collie and you don't give him or her a job to do, they are the most destructive dogs. They need you. a job. They, they need to need be need doing something.
1: something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a the thing, job. right? When you leaving for work in the morning and dogs by himself at at home. Yeah, that's this is where they start tearing into the t- couch cushion because they're bored. They're essentially bored. They need to do something. Yeah. Right? So,
0: I recommend puzzle toys as a as a good, like, assistant towards
1: that. Have you yeah. seen they have all these fancy gadgets now? Now you can, you can uh, from your phone, you can actively activate a camera inside your home and see what the dog is doing. Yes. And then you activate the, the water bowl yes. or activate a toy shooter and yes. stuff like that. And yeah. it's, it's pretty impressive.
2: Yeah. Any <laughs> other dogs that you'd put on your list? Schnauzers. Schnauzers. <laughs> surprise! Surprise.
0: It, in my defense, they are incredibly smart. Like as many of our listeners know, Christine and I have two miniature Schnauzers, and their Sienna will be one year old next week, and Ellie is six months old, and they're like smart as whips. Oh yes,
2: they are. I've, every Schnauzer I've known is is pretty much smarter than his owner, her and owner. S-
1: yeah, stubborn as all hell. it would yeah. be interesting. Also, would be to see the top ten list of the dumbest dogs out there because there's some dumb dogs out there yeah Yeah. i feel like pug's gonna
0: be on that list
1: bloodhounds bloodhounds are dumb what's so cute they got they got this fantastic sense of smell list
2: of the dumbest dumbest dogs
1: yeah yeah they have a fantastic sense of smell but they're dumb as (laughs) rocks
0: yeah yeah, definitely schnauzers
2: schnauzers they can read people like crazy and if if you're if you're vulnerable they know how to play you they really do yeah. He can manipulate
1: people really well. Fantastic. Like,
0: there's one a story that the breeder, um, one of her dogs that she still has, there, Cooper, who's actually Sienna's great, great grandfather, uh, with her kids, they used to play a game where they would, one of them would hide a toy and then they'd say, Cooper, go find the toy. Well, one time, her, I think it was her son, put the toy, it was a door that was just kind of sitting ajar, and put the toy on top of the door. And keep in mind, These dogs are under two feet tall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he probably weighs maybe about, maybe 10 pounds. And of course, he had never gotten it from the door before. So he looks at it. He find he spots it, looks at it, kind of moves around, runs at the door and hits the door to knock the toy down. (laughs) Like they are smart.
2: Yeah. In defense of all the little dogs that people don't think are really very smart. Mm -hmm. I had a Shih Tzu that was as smart as a Border Collie. And this isn't just... You know, my bias. It, 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 I couldn't understand how in the world that dog had as much brains as he did. It's he a really Tzu. Just a
1: just, just name says it. I know. Shit. It's I a know.
2: shitty dog. I know. I know. <laughs> he became a champion agility dog, and that dog knew everything that was going on. I've never seen a dog smarter. Well, yes, I have. But I've, I've never seen a, a Tzu that yeah, he's, smart. He's in politics today. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, my dear Nancy, (laughs) My dear Kirsten, you got another brilliant moment for us?
0: I do, and in all the talk about dogs, I kind of forgot about it. I was so ready to move on. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Brought to you by religion.
0: (laughs) Okay, so if you walk into the Lowe's Home Improvement Store on Buckley Road in Aurora, Colorado, you may have a hard time reaching the manager. That's because, according to the sign that store managers are supposed to use to publicize that very information of who is the manager, the person running the store
1: is Jesus. Oh, you know, you know, he was a carpenter. That's true. (laughs) You know, maybe, you know, carpentry wasn't doing so well, so he just working at Lowe's now.
0: And, uh, or at least there's a DVD of a movie called Jesus (laughs) sitting where that picture should be. Apparently this person tried calling the store multiple times this week to reach Jesus or figure out what was going on, but after being put on hold for more than 20 minutes over two different calls, including transfers, they had to give up. The company's corporate offices didn't know what was happening
1: either. Well, you know what? The funny thing is, is Jesus went on a break, and that was 2,000 years ago, he still hasn't returned to work (laughs) Well, He's the worst union guy ever.
2: It, does, it takes a while to ascend, and de- you know, yeah, it's not like an descend. elevator. You know, it, start, it takes a while.
1: It takes a while to climb up. It, well, <laughs> it takes mean, a while to yeah. come down.
2: I
0: just think down. it's funny that some smartass put Jesus in the manager because <laughs> it's like, good luck reaching that one.
1: It depends oh. on the department, right? You get a department of, I don't know, uh, one of the departments is Satan, and <laughs> the oh my God. manager of this department is. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All these mythological figures, you
0: know. So, moving on. Has anyone heard of Tiffany Fitzhenry? Just a, no, it doesn't Tiffany. ring a bell. Tiffany Fitzhenry. It doesn't ring no. a bell. Okay, well. She describes herself as a best-selling author, public speaker, screenwriter, and Hollywood whistleblower. Okay. Just, just to give you a huh. little base here. Uh, during an appearance on Chris McDonald's show earlier this month, she utilized her whistleblower status to give a dire warning about country music oh mm. according to her it not only makes you sad and want to drink but it's also changing the dna of the, pa- the people who listen to it changes the dna there are lists of words that they get that that they have to put in their songs she said in an audio clip flagged by right wing watch <laughs> these are spells if you've ever wondered why does every country music song mention alcohol whiskey I think there's a study done that said 90% of country music songs in some form or fashion mention or make reference to, if not outright promote drinking. Okay. There has hold- been a great illusion put over us and music is so
1: powerful. So hold on a sec. So this woman in 2019 goes on television and she's a best-selling author and tells with, with a straight face that lyrics from a song and music create some kind of magic spell Which will affect you on a genetic level. I'm getting to that.
0: (laughs) Makes sense to me. (laughs) There is a frequency that is sort
1: of the God frequency. I hate when they use a stupid word. And
0: then there is a frequency that is just sort of off from that. Or you could say, not the God frequency. Our scale of modern music is off from the real resonance. It's just a scale down. We don't realize it, but all of our music is tainted in this way. And sound has a powerful influence, a powerful effect on our bodies, on our minds. We are 75% water. And so when something reverberates through you, it changes your DNA.
2: We have soggy, you then have soggy
1: DNA? Soggy DNA. (laughs) 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 it's like these people imagine you just like a glass of water and when the t-rex walks by and there's a ripple effect and somehow changes your dna (laughs) (laughs) people
2: so so I'm, i'm gonna ask you in a minute i discovered this week a website called the encyclopedia of american loons
1: uh, Oh, that sounds great.
2: It is. It's a blog that contains from A to Z all of the crazy nut jobs in the USA in every category, politics, religion, uh, entertainment or whatever. You can look them up. So, Kirsten, how do you spell this woman's last name and we can all go to the encyclopedia of loons this is a this isn't a this isn't a fake news this is an actual website that's run by three people and everybody who's nutty is in there so i want to look her up what's her last name
0: FitzHenry. so it's pretty much spelled if you think fitz, fitz-, fitz henry henry
2: oh okay well we'll have to look her up see if she made the nancy made the a, cut.
1: a while back in the show we used to do this little segment called quack watch we did. We should almost, you know, use that site and bring that back. We could. You know, say, okay, be on the lookout for Fitz Henry, you know, and this is what she does. Because, you know, it's important to know these things, because they're out there. They're out there, these things. They're on TV. Yeah,
2: it's a a fun read. I mean, it's not, each of the bios isn't written in a snarky way. It's pretty well straightforward, but then there are the comments on them as well. But in politics and, and religion, there are a B, see there. It's kind of hard to uh, to access itself. But if you go to um, um, is it uh, wiki not Wikipedia but Rational Wiki, mm-hmm. um, you can um, see them all alphabetically it's much easier so if you go to if you go to rational wiki it's and then you can go to the site itself it makes it makes it a lot easier to Mm. find because a, a lot of times you have no idea who you're looking for so but so if you go to rational wiki and then they're all alphabetical then you can Read them on. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Encyclopedia of Loons. Great site.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> I still I still can't believe that comment on DNA and magic and music. Oh, like, I know. oh that's like. wonderful and it, Well, why country music? I mean, don't get me wrong. If you actually listen to country music, there's a lot of stupid, horrible lyrics in it. Yeah. And a lot of Christian lyrics in it, right? And you know what?
0: Uh, oh, like, spe- like in listening to some of the newer stuff, I'm like, I love you and this is a fun song.
1: But Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, David Smalley on his podcast actually used to do that. He used to do a segment called, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the segment, but he would play essentially uh, the, these, these uh, country songs and just analyze the lyrics and you realize, my God, this is horrible. Horrible. Because a lot of people have a tendency to think of country music as somewhat safe if, as, as opposed no. to like heavy metal. Right, but you know when you, listen, you you watch when you actually read the lyrics of these songs, you realize, oh my god no the, the 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 music I've heard from heavy metal we had some heavy metal guys on on the show is like way more uh, artis- uh artistic and way more inspired than anything country, and it's like okay, <laughs> but it's it's that stereotype right that's yeah, exactly. that's very interesting, and you do know what happens when you play a country song backwards right? you get everything back yeah your dog comes back your oh. wife comes back you tree, you find you pick up
2: well there're only there're only two places where country music really is great and that is in a country western bar when everybody's got their hats and boots on and and, and you're singing way and the second is if you're out in the country and you're driving and you roll the windows down and you put country music on the radio and you just sing your heart out along with it, it's great. There's (laughs) nothing like being out in the middle of no place, windows rolled down, hot sunny day and singing to the lyrics. Oh man, it's great.
1: I just have a mental image of you doing that there.
2: Ah, yes.
0: (laughs) I do that when I'm doing dishes in the kitchen. I turn it on and I turn it up and I just have fun. Have my own little personal dance party.
1: There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Uh, Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Amy with a Y and Amy with an I from Secular Soup. So stay with us. we're woo-free since 2013. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spreaker under Brainstorm. Or check out our website, brainstormblog.net. I can't promise you'll always agree with us, but I can promise you'll have fun listening to us.
0: In a world torn apart by a lack of reason.
3: (laughs)
1: Or at least... And I think it should be religion treated with ridicule and hatred and contempt. And I claim that right. In the morning. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Stanley from the Right to Reason podcast. And if you subscribe now, you'll get free. Learn more about the broadcast at the
3: right dot com.
4: for years this old man had taught us and he had believed. He believed that the Golgi apparatus was an artifact. He thought it didn't exist. And then one day an American cell biologist came and gave a public lecture in our department in which he demonstrated beyond all possible doubt that the Golgi apparatus was real. Our old man strode to the front of the lecture hall, shook him by the hand and said, My dear fellow, I wish to thank you. I have been wrong these 15 years and all of us applauded till our hands were red and none of us will ever have forgotten that incident. That is science at its best. That's
0: the very opposite of faith.
1: Are Amy with a wine and Amy with an eye from secular shoes. They are snappy dressers and snazzy dancers. Ladies, welcome to Left for the Valley. Hello.
4: Hey. One of the snazzy dresser and the other one. A it's dresser. me. I'm okay. the
3: dresser. You're the good dancer. Okay, fair enough. Wow, mm-hmm. you've never seen dance. That is true. Yeah. You've never seen me dance be either, there, air, I don't wear it.
1: This is going to be fun already off the bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ladies, thank oh, you so we, much for joining us. We hate this.
3: each other. So. Really? Yeah. We're secretly, we're secretly feuding. That's the secret of our podcast, is oh. we're, we're enemies. We're not good friends. Uh, we just pretend like it on our
1: podcast. <laughs> so it me go good. good. Job. You have yeah. no idea what We hide it well. just did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Maybe you'd be so kind to give us a quick bio of each one of you. And uh, let's start with Amy with a Y.
3: Um, So, I am a 42-year-old mother of two. I live in rural Minnesota in the deep red real part of America, Um, the place where they still believe in God and guns and the Bible. and Guts and glory. It's a real good time. I actually, last night, a bit of a tangent, but it's applicable – um, we have this big neighborhood party every year where our neighbor does this huge fireworks show. He spends a lot of fucking money on it. He's a libertarian and has more money than he knows what to do with. But yesterday, he got a friend of his to fly his vintage bomber plane from World War II around, vintage and then bomber? from. From the ground, they were doing mock explosions, like huge fireball explosions to do mock bombings for the entertainment of the neighborhood. What? So that's the kind of place I live in is. Yeah, it's it's really wow. fun to make up fake bombings for the kids to watch.
1: For oh, wow. the kids. Our entertainment usually consists of a box of Timbits and <laughs> coffee yeah. or something.
2: As long no, no, as no. they don't target your house, I guess it's okay, He's right? got a I mean, our barber? house
3: is far enough away that we did not get enveloped with flames, and I assume they knew what they were doing with the special effects. I have no idea, but I just thought, really? We're, we're doing a a war simulation for the... Na- okay, yeah, that's yeah. why we hate all of our neighbors. But anyway, so yeah, I... Uh, I have the most beautiful cat in the whole world. She has her own Instagram page. Um, I, ha- I haven't told Amy about my cat yet, so her cat it be- blows up my DMs. It may be in news like to literally, her cat blows up my DMs. Beautiful, beautiful cat. I grew up not super religious. I grew up Lutheran, but it was one of those like, eh, we didn't go that often. It was more like my mom thought, "Aren't you supposed to bring kids to church when they're kids? That's the thing you do, I guess." So. It was a real lukewarm Christian upbringing, and I lost my faith pretty much immediately when I went to college, and I didn't really start calling myself an atheist. Like, I didn't get comfortable using the word until probably 10 years ago, Mm. something like that, and I started an atheist group in the town I live in just to kind of find, and like, I know there's other atheists, but I don't know where they are or who they are. I just know they're around here. So I started a group and actually found the people in town that were part of my tribe, and it worked out great. There are a lot of fabulous liberal people who live here. It's just us finding each other. And I met Amy through a Facebook group that we're in, and we both had shown an interest in podcasting, but neither one of us wanted to do one by ourselves. Mm -hmm. We wanted to co-host it. And we're both named Amy, so we're like, really, this is the perfect hook. We're both named Amy in a podcast. Tried Rwanda to get her to
4: change your name, she wouldn't. Yeah.
3: So it's <laughs> yeah. you know, and we made history. So that's my story. Perfect. Uh, I have a 15 year old and a nine year old, and they are obnoxious. So.
1: That's <laughs> All right, Amy number two. Let's go with that. Your turn.
4: Okay. Um, I'm not 42. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's a. Uh, I'm vague with my age. Um, mm-hmm. anywhere between 27 and 29.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um, man, I've been 29 for a long time. I'm not great at math.
4: <laughs> um, so it's a. Uh, I was raised Mormon. Oh. Okay. So mm-hmm. I know we were. My parents weren't super strict Mormon, but I really took it all on myself like internally and I internalized a lot of it. So I was very Mormon. I got married to a Mormon man. I went through the temple. I had Mormon babies, um, very starting, very young. And, um, I have three children. I have 16 year old almost 14 year old and a nine year old. And, um, so I was, I was Mormon for a a long time and I left the church about six years ago in November And it was a long, it's been a long process trying to discover who I actually am without being told who I am and what I like and what I want to do. And um, because the Mormon church controls down to even what you eat. Mm. So what you can and can't drink, what you can and can't do, who your friends are. Um, So it was kind of like I was a teenager at, you know. Whatever my age is Minus six <laughs> At 29-ish <laughs> That would be 23 <laughs> Come on Okay
1: <laughs> Was it uh, If you don't mind A little tangent there Was it as bad as they say When they say When you leave Mormonism You're essentially committing Social suicide Was it really that Yeah way?
4: I lost 34 friends on Facebook In one day
1: Oh well that, uh, that happens because To be everyone someone
4: every Heard something About someone And I defended it And I lost Big Like that was just And then it's been It was a slow trickle Before and after But that was a big yeah, but that was they're a, Facebook
1: friends. It's, it's not exodus, that but
4: those were people that I knew in my life.
1: Okay.
4: Um, I know it's Facebook. It doesn't really, it's not really a, a matter, but that's just kind of like, um, it was a tangible. It was very mm-hmm. or more, not tangible, but provable. It was like, I don't know if people really know. And then, you know, one day it was like all of these people and like if my number went down from like something to like 34 less. I was like, oh. I guess people are noticing that I've left because I left very quietly and nicely,
2: mm-hmm.
4: but it, you can't really leave easily yeah. because they keep visiting you and they keep offering to take your kids to church without you because clearly you don't know how to parent. So it was not easy. And then a couple of years after that, I got a divorce also. So, you know, because yeah. I didn't know if I actually...
3: It's an uplifting story.
2: That's a lot of transition in a short period of time. Right. Does, did you actually have to kind of go through um, you know, a, a period where you had to look in the mirror and say, I can do this, I'm okay? I'm working on it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Run right past reflective surfaces.
1: It's, yeah. a, it's interesting because mm-hmm. we've we've never had a whole lot of Mormons on our show. Uh, here in Canada, they're not as... Um,
4: it's very Mormon religion. It's bootstraps, you know. Yeah. You come from nothing, and it's the martyr symptom or martyrdom. Americans just eat that shit up.
1: Yeah, so, they're, they're not as prevalent up here. We do have them, but, you know, like... You, I, you know, my
4: aunt lives in Canada. She's, she's Mormon as fuck.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I, I usually I usually say you know every time somebody rings your your doorbell it's like nine times out of ten it's a Jehovah's Witness but that tenth time is a Mormon so. Yeah. <laughs> So we no. do have him. We know that. It's kind of funny too because I've I've got a friend who's Mormon and she kind of recently kind of broke up with a boyfriend and she says to me, "She says now I got to go talk to the, talk to the bishop and confess." I said, "Why?" She had sex with him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are you kidding me? You, you so you got to go talk to this bishop about your sex life to a guy who doesn't have any sex who's probably diddling little kids anyway. Like, what the oh hell no, he is has that? sex. He's married. Oh yeah, okay, whatever.
4: Mormon bishops are married.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, it's, it's fascinating. Usually,
4: just the, the wealthiest guy kids. in the in the in the ward. It's called Lord. It's the usually the richest guy in the congregation. is the bishop. Magically.
1: Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Because
4: it's a prosperity gospel, so they're the holiest.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. So, yeah, oh, that's interesting. So
4: yeah. that's basically me. I'm, you know, still trying to discover myself. I basically live like a twenty year old now. Um, <laughs> like, I went from being like okay and had my future all laid out to just i basically threw a bomb at everything and then just kind of (laughs) it was it was necessary and so my rest, i'm restarting and trying to figure out who i am and
1: where i stand i'm sure you get plenty of support in the atheist community i'm sure
4: the atheist community i live in texas and the atheist community where i live is absolutely fantastic
1: um
4: so i don't live as rural as amy does so it's nice no
1: Awesome. So you guys get yeah. together and you decide to start something called Secular Soup. Tell me about that.
3: Um, well, like I said we had met in this Facebook group and we were having we were both in on this kind of thread of conversation where we were talking about how there just aren't enough podcasts that are led by women. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's so so it's many true dude bro podcasts out mm-hmm. yes. there for atheists yeah. and they're good and we like i think them we use the
4: phrase sausage fest I'm sure, something sure. <laughs> like that
3: yeah it's kind of a sausage fest and Sounds you know there's like a few a few podcasts led by women and um trans people and you know there's mm-hmm. some diversity out there but not a ton and so we thought you know well fuck we'll just make the show we want to listen to well, so. that's what we were
4: talking about is we would really like a show that did this that did this because there's are right. women shows but they're careful mm-hmm. but we wanted like Tom and Cecil level vulgarity. Yeah. You know, without being like
3: massive assholes. Right. We haven't managed
4: it because, you know, (laughs) but we were like, let's just do that. Let's.
3: Yeah, we wanted to do more of a fun... Like, a lot of shows are interview-based, which is totally fine. And a lot of people are talking serious philosophy issues and, you know, digging deep into things. We just wanted to tell dick jokes. I just don't think that that deeply. And be (laughs) profane and just ridiculous and kind of do whatever we wanted to do. So we occasionally do interviews we sometimes have friends on we and we, just, we
4: talk about serious issues yeah we do we we get just into talk about it in a way that we it makes it more palatable like we break it down
3: mm-hmm.
4: we make jokes about it and we and have the conversation easier to digest i guess
3: we have the conversation very organically, like we're sitting in a living room, drinking, talking to each other, which is what a lot of our listeners say, is that they like listening to it because it sounds like their friends just sitting around bullshitting and they're
1: in on it. You and, guys just, you know. just fit in just perfectly with us. My God. We actually are sitting <laughs> yeah, in the living room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Well, <laughs> so I we just, stole I mean, your setup. But I'm totally drinking, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that's I'm, awesome.
3: I do not drink at all, so one of our jokes. Uh, is that I have seen you drink one time, <laughs> twice. You saw me drink twice, but in person. But one of our once. yes, one one drink. Well, I know he gets into wherever cocaine of our, habit. One of our patron goals is that when we got to 25 patrons we did a live drunk cast so nice. i'm like i I literally never drink but i will get drunk on youtube live so we did that we got our 25 patrons and now we're only two patrons away from doing the second one so i'm getting Ooh, a little I concerned i think we're gonna
4: double it every time yeah It'll be think fifty, so? and then a hundred. I think
3: that's yeah. Good. We're gonna have to, or my liver's gonna die. Because
4: I can't, like, I drink enough as it is. And yeah, then, no. Then, then the patrons keep challenging me to drinking <clears throat> contests, and I can't. Yeah, you gotta stop know. taking them up
3: on that. That's because that is not. Learn to say no, Amy.
1: <laughs> you guys should do it like we did. <laughs> okay. in, in past October, we did a pot episode where oh, we God. all smoked a joint instead, except for Nancy. We thought Nancy about had to be, that. Yeah, Nancy had to keep us like, oh. keep us in line, but the rest of us were pretty stoned.
0: <laughs> I still don't remember that interview.
3: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not a great pot smoker either. Like I just I'm not good at doing drugs. It's not that I'm against them. Neither are we. It's that's just not, a funny it's thing. It's not
4: legal in Texas. Yeah, so not I don't want to film myself so. doing something
3: that's not legal. Fair enough. Yeah. It's illegal here too. Yeah. We have medicinal marijuana finally, but it's no, we don't fucking hard that. to get, and it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, so. we we just legalized it last October, that's why we did it. And the funny thing is, is we're pretty much all dorks too, so none of us are actually into the the, the marijuana to begin yeah. with. So it was just funny to... <laughs> No,
2: we did it as an experiment. Exactly,
1: exactly, and it, it only totally worked out really good. And it was with uh, Rich Lyons too, though, from uh...
2: Oh God, I love Rich. You yeah, this <laughs> is
1: good. So, never heard so.
2: you're of it. Nice. Hot. Yeah, Rich and, Rich and I assumed the parental role during the <laughs> So we, we, yeah, bond, that was- we bo- as mom and dad, we bonded. <laughs> that
3: was one of the other things that when we decided to start the show. Like, we have no technological information. So we went into, you know. A, I can't uh, even reboot my computer. Yeah, <laughs> she's real bad. So we thought, we've got, you know, we can talk, we're good at that, but we don't know how to edit. And so we had gone into a podcast group and just said, hey, we're, you know, starting this podcast. And Rich Lyons had put out a call in that group mm-hmm. that said, you know, I'm looking to get back into some editing. I have some time on my hands. I need to keep my, you know, head busy. I need to do something. And so I private messaged him and I'm like, hey, we're starting up this show. If you have any interest and, in, you know, we'll take some we'll free labor. We would love soup. that. Recipes. Yeah. Like yeah, feel a free. And. And we were so
4: nervous. We sent him this episode. It was rough. It was a raw, rough episode. It was bad. And (laughs) both of us were like, he's going to just say, this is a nightmare, and reject it. And he sent us his message. He was like, it was so funny. Deanna and I laughed the whole time. We love you guys. Can I do this? Like, Can I do all of them? Yeah. And we were like, that episode was a nightmare. Yeah. So. And ever you know, since then. Just he's... wait until we get our shit together. We haven't yet. We haven't done so shit wait. together.
1: Don't no. no worry. We've Is been we, get... trying like, for five years to get our shit together. It still hasn't happened to us either. Exactly. So I don't worry about
3: it. Exactly. Like, when it happens, it's going to be a force. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every episode we send him to edit and we're like, Uh, that was bad. And then he'll write back, oh my God, that was hilarious. I was like, he's so nervous. He's been our biggest cheerleader. Like he is just awesome. So we love him. him,
4: We met him in person at Skepticon in in St. Louis in August.
3: And it was fantastic. Yeah. We met him in Deanna joy and met all Mm -hmm. these, People we knew online and other podcasters, Cal- and Callie and
4: Wright and Marissa Alexa McCool, yeah, and yeah. Mandisa
3: Thomas and Ari Stillman. It was so much fun. Oh my! It was like my Facebook feed come to Me life. Me too.
4: It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, "What are you going to say today?" wow I, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I really feel this uh, this sense of attachment to you guys right off the bat because you guys are essentially doing exactly what we're doing, uh, <laughs> except what we're on the other side of the border. And fantastic! I love the fact that you guys are so. Yeah, I'm a little it's jealous
4: so... about that. Yeah, <laughs> you get the free health care. <laughs> yeah, I I'm, I'm mean because I care because (laughs) I'm jealous. I'm (laughs) I'm jealous. I'm, not only do I live in America, but I live in Texas, so I have Ted Cruz too. Part of America. Yeah.
1: Well, if you want to mm-hmm. escape Trumpistan, you can always call us, and we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we and have an gonna... open door policy for. What am
4: I going to do? Stay with my Mormon aunt? Like.
1: <laughs> no, you just have to remember that we have stronger beer, and uh, that the hockey is better than baseball, and you pretty much fit in. And leave your guns. I don't uh... care
4: about any sport, so I'll fit. I'll be fine. There you
1: there go. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah.
4: You'll <laughs> be, be like surprised. point me to the newest, nearest pot. Store, place, dealership. <laughs> you would be
3: surprised how I many times ship. Potter- I have been... Pottery ship. I've been awake in the middle of the night, frantically on my phone searching for ways to immigrate to Canada. Just oh, like I, I wake up in a n- night terror and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have to do! I'm going to figure out how to go to Canada." And I'll just be googling how to get into space. Canada. <laughs> like, and then I wake up and go, "Okay, it's really not as realistic as I may think." I have a whole family here; all my friends live here. America I have doesn't like doesn't recognize dual I'm citizens. I'm pretty anchored here, but yeah. I'm so close too. It's like
2: I could just uh, move if I could
3: convince my whole family to move. Well,
2: come, I do it. come up here for a couple months at a time. Yeah, I'll just you know, come if for a vacation. You're a, if you're a summer, if you're basically a, a summer person, you know, mm-hmm. try the West Coast where we are, we're Vancouver's. If you like the East mm-hmm. Coast, you know, Toronto, Ottawa, in through there. Anything you want, you're going to find it up here and just start out with small steps come across the border you'll get a, a wonderful bonjour or a welcome and just go from there don't struggle yeah. just do it we well, yeah. see
3: the problem is oh, we're fantastic we're in america and america is very good at keeping people poor mm. so uh-huh. none of us have disposable income so or we healthcare. can't or health care so we they make sure that we're put in our place and that we can't be healthy and that we can't have vacation income or really any sort of disposable income. So the idea of like, or vacation time or sick time. Yeah, but what American do?
4: I'm I'm a contractor so I can work full time. The idea of taking a
3: vacation or going, I don't get paid time off. No. Or yeah, healthcare. What American when you have a baby, worth... you go right back to work. Yeah, so. but what American
1: dollar is worth about $30 Canadian? So
3: yeah,
4: for, you guys will be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm live like Queens. I have American dollar.
3: There we so go. So
2: I. I have two Americans. So you need I to buy a I have one in my mirror. purse right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it can be done. I'm a, I'm a dual citizen. Um, I married mm-hmm. a Canadian. She actually killed you So believe me, yeah. you don't have to marry a Canadian to do it. But there are, there are ways to do it. Don't, you know, be be hopeful and just take the plunge. Does America come up here, recognize it? Come up here for a week or two vacation and just go from there. Because
4: America doesn't want to take people back if they've ever claimed another country. Because they're like, fuck you too
2: and they
1: just you, you keep your dual citizenship.
2: You keep your dual citizenship. I can. I go back and forth.
1: Canada all will the accept time. dual citizenship. The Americans Well, Canada
2: one. will, but America doesn't recognize the Canada part
4: or the no. Canadian side.
1: No. So if you if you move back to America, then you have to give up your Canadian citizenship.
4: No, yeah, because America's we're no, the we're no. the bad guys in the in the narrative. You don't, don't have to give yeah. up your, your We understand in this movie we're the bad guys. Like we're yeah. the big we're the big billionaire yeah, trying to kill I the text t-
1: text the
2: trees of the in Fern Gully. Like we understand this. <laughs> if I move back to Canada, it's a great movie. No. If oh, you move back to the U.S., if I go to the U.S. and then move back to Canada, I would have to wait three months to get health care, yeah. and during mm-hmm. that time, I'd have to have some form of insurance. But I'm always I'm always a U.S. citizen. I'm always a Canadian. That that'll never really? change. Yeah. So nice. I, I thought for
1: sure that so if you were to leave Abbotsford today and yep. move back to yep. Texas, yep. Uh, because you want to finish off there, another politician or something yep. like that, uh, you would mm-hmm. you don't have to
2: get. I don't blame opinion. you. No, I I'll just have to find a Tim Hortons to go to every three months. <laughs> Yeah. And, they and closed them it. all down here so. yeah we don't have any in texas we had
3: one for about a month <laughs> is that a bucky's because we have bucky's what
4: the hell is that like a dunk, it's that? like a
2: dunkin donuts but i can go anywhere in the yeah. u.s and find you know find the um the 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 tim hortons you know and register in there that i'm a canadian mm-hmm. that i've done it the, the, you know you, have, you get a little card saying mm-hmm. yeah you've been it, which is ridiculous, I mean, but no, I'm, you've done the hockey I'm, training a, I'm a and... citizen on both sides of the border. <laughs> no. I don't get <laughs> now, if I if I was receiving pensions and so forth, I don't know whether, oh no, I, I can get my pension. Mm-hmm. If I had a right. pension, I could still get it in the Wait, U.S. Wait, you have
3: pensions? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit.
4: Yeah, we're the generation that doesn't get anything. We don't
3: get that. Yeah, we get nothing. <laughs> I feel we're that. The, we're the
4: generation that they're like, yeah, it was nice you lived. Yeah, we're the
3: generation that's just kind of fun. But the thing is, I'm holding out hope because Donald Trump is supposed to be making America great again so hopefully in a few years it'll be great and I won't have to worry about moving to Canada because he'll have fixed all have, of America's ills What and... have you been
2: smoking? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. You just gotta be hopeful. Yeah, That's I a am. Lot of hope. I know, I am. That's even more yeah. hope
1: than a religion can provide.
3: Yeah. <laughs> we actually, as Americans, like, I look at people in any other country and I'm just so embarrassed because I'm like, I can, people in other parts of the world think that, the, and to a certain extent, this is who we are. I mean, the, it's we're not blame There's pe- all of my neighbors yeah. are terrible fucking people, but at I the don't same know time, of my like, I don't some of us anybody. are good. Some of us are really good people, and this fuckers out there, you know, as the. I, ugh, it's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing <laughs> it to be an
2: American. It's really, it's horribly embarrassing. It's bad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's get back to secular soup. <laughs>
2: so, how did oh, we name... it? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah, how did, did, did you come up with the name secular yeah, soup? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Um, alliteration.
1: <laughs> yeah, we like alliteration. <laughs> food.
3: We uh, we actually had a different name picked out. We wanted to call it the A word. Because we thought it's funny on several levels, you know, atheism, Amy, general Mm -hmm. sexual innuendo. We thought that would be a good one. But it turned out that Apple already had a podcast called The A Word. that was some sort of tech help thing. So (laughs) fuck you, Apple. But I had done another podcast a few years ago called Heathen Hot Dish with a friend of mine who we, it was a guy who actually lives in town and we would just kind of argue with each other. We're both atheists, but... So I had kind of gotten into this groove of having alliteration and food references. So we were kicking around ideas and we're like, secular soup. It means I don't like it. And... At
4: first I was like I, I hated guess. it at first. I did yeah, too. I was like, I guess it's whatever gonna be
3: dumb but and And then thinking like there's a lot we can do with it there's a lot of jokes you can make out of that you can start different segments called different things all based on i mean
4: if we ever do segments you can
1: do your side sandwich segment that comes with the soup and you know you can add a whole bunch of things to it exactly
4: well and then oh go ahead oh yeah so then i was talking to a friend at the local atheist gathering when i went out and peopled Mm-hmm. And uh, she was telling me about this idea that she had just visually about blueberries floating in tomato soup because I told her the name of the show and she was like, it just kind of sp- like spawned that in her head. And so that became our tagline that we're two blueberries floating in a bowl of tomato soup <laughs> because we're <laughs>
3: we're both left because we're both blue like
4: blue dots in like in red
3: areas. Red areas. I don't and know if so, is that a thing in Canada. Well, yeah,
1: that, I, I got to specify here for a Canadian Blue listeners. and red? For Canadian listeners, uh, <laughs> the, the colors in the US are reversed. So in Canada, oh. for example, you're, you're conservative, you're blue. If you're liberal, oh, you're weird. red. But in the US, it's reversed. Just for a Canadian listeners, so we don't get them confused there. So. Well, I in wonder
4: the, why in the US. I wonder if because something is like blue, like. Like in the a US, blue. it's the right way.
3: In Canada, it's the wrong way. Well, so, they say red blooded
4: Americans, and so they mean, yeah.
3: like, you know. I don't,
1: know I, I don't have a clue where that came from, but. I don't know. I, w- I would say probably America says it in the wrong way, just because, like, the spelling nope, of no, English. No, no,
3: no, no, We've established we have that the America. Queen's
1: English, and you guys are misspelling <laughs> all the. T- <laughs> it's <laughs> color it's... with a U. Color with a U, okay? It's not it's a secret. lot I of was... things with a U. Don't
4: really spell it that way. It's fine. No. I'm indifferent.
1: No, you're not.
2: Well, I got to the point that I actually enjoy it, and it's, for instance, the word check. You know, it's C-H-E-K in in the U.S., but we have a U-C-H-E-Q-U-E. It makes more sense that way. I'm so, uh, you know, I'm so habituated, I literally cannot write the word for the piece of paper with, the, with the money, yeah. I have to mm-hmm. check.
1: But it, it, it doesn't look right to me unless. No, we have you. the Queen's English. They have yeah. some Americanized, yeah. bastardized. Like, thingy.
4: <laughs> we bastardize everything. Yeah.
1: yeah, I do appreciate the Queen's English
3: a lot more than our terrible. Like I love to spell "gray" with a E instead of an A. I mm-hmm. I like the fancier looking words. Mm-hmm. So See, you
2: guys are doing great up here. Yeah, you know, I think you'd be good. Yeah, nice. exactly. nice. yeah, sure. You're prepping I'm sure yourself. Just, You're doing good. I can speak a good
3: two sentences of French. I
4: can't leave my county. Even for nine more years. I will teach you French.
1: I will teach you French. I'm French Canadian. I will teach you.
3: I'm French Canadian too,
1: but I can't speak it. No. That doesn't count then.
3: (laughs) I'm French Canadian too, but my ancestors moved here a couple generations back, and I really want to go back in time and tell them not to do that. (laughs) Just fucking stay put.
4: My family moved over here because they were Mormons.
1: Oh, well. Oh, wow. I, it's interesting because I, uh, a little, little side note, when I was in school and they were talking about how a lot of French Canadians moved down, especially around Louisiana and all these places. And um, mm-hmm. American, uh, they, they were moving down as, as laborers and rich mm-hmm. American bosses back then couldn't say the French word. Like for somebody, for example, his last name was Bois And he couldn't say mm-hmm. Bois But if you translate Bois Bois is wood and Vire is green. So you say, hey, Greenwood." And that's how the name caught on. Mm. So now you have some get families of Greenwood down in the states that are actually related mm. to the bois mm. like from far huh. far away. Yeah, that's it's really like cool. It is very very interesting how the two uh, cultures actually kind of merge like that.
3: We learn so much
1: on this show. We do, don't we?
3: Yeah, we do. <laughs> I did a. In college, I did a brief little study of French Canadian history because Mm. I had a sociology class and we were supposed to look into kind of our ancestry and learn something new. And I did not realize how hated French Canadians were in America when they first started coming here. Like they were on par with the Irish. They were just people really fucking hated them, which, you know, fun to learn. I I I I wonder so
4: only the English were liked.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know who was liked at that. T- I think only. I think you had to have been here for at least two generations and have been really, really white to be liked. Everybody else was just. I'm just so made, glad racism racism's been it. fixed in America. Oh That's God, so I know, nice. right? And Trump is making it so much better. He makes it, like
4: he, it, he is not causing any waves. It's no. just the
3: racism just has just been on the downswing. He's a stable genius. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I never understood, it just, for, as a French Canadian, I never understood the, the the problems the Americans have with the French. Because, you know, just historically, somebody who has a problem with the French, I mean, in America, they have no concept of their own history. France because France has been nothing but an ally to the U.S. for the longest time. They're
3: limp-wristed time. weaklings, and their language uh, sounds feminine, and that's literally all there is to it. And they've never won a war.
4: <laughs> Americans are big fans of...
3: Of war. They of really like wars.
4: Winners that... But fight and then win but we claim wars that we won that we never we yeah exactly actually i mean win.
1: america hasn't won actually a war since world war no, two, really. no. yeah
4: but, yeah, it, but like, to... we're. but they're like no we're not going to salute like that look at this winners yeah. like they yeah. refuse they
3: refuse
2: but when like, to when it's winter, I, the wine I think and it all food... comes down
3: to honestly toxic masculinity and french language and french culture See, seeming feminine thing. yeah and they're assholes. So yeah. the
4: French. We're just jerks. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes I own it, but then usually I'm I'm
3: like mortified by
4: it. So so oh so this is has nothing to do with secular soup. But yeah, which is Amy got
2: how I show goes Well, I think it has everything to do with secular soup because we've just been going all we've been <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what a, a soup very is, girls. We got a very good yeah. idea. This, what is these what, this, are. This, this is what is a it. soup is. A little of this, a little of that, you know. But, but, like, but
1: besides
4: the a fact
2: dash that of this,
4: some nonsense.
1: Beside <laughs> the fact that you guys want to, you know, go online and tell Dick, Dick Joseph or anything like that, is there any other message that secular soup really wants to put out there? We honestly,
4: <laughs> yes, yeah we we honestly want to we want to talk about the issues that are um, important to mm-hmm. people like us. Like we're we're moms and we're women and we are active in our communities and we're liberal, but we're not um, we're in communities that aren't predominantly liberal mm-hmm. and we want to kind of bring to the forefront things that are important. And um, yeah, things we... that matter but we want to talk about it in a way that we can still show our faces at the pto meeting
2: mm-hmm. um, yeah
4: to me i part of i'm not going to be bombastic and you know yeah. cause like all kinds of riffs
3: just to make my point when it can be done a little nicer yeah, yeah i think people especially in um, urban areas look at people in rural areas and go why don't you just stand up more stand up for your. they don't kind of get the it's, intricacies it's of living really, in a rural area yeah, yeah. culture it's, it's a it's a balance so we talk about that we also talk about our health issues you know and just stuff that's real life that you know yeah. our struggles with money and our struggles with our kids and you
1: well, know i, I think a lot
3: of the people that listen lot, but, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people that listen i think appreciate that because we talk about things that they're feeling or they're going through and other people aren't really talking about because they're too busy talking about philosophy Mm -hmm. or you know the background of atheism
4: like we're not yeah we're just the yeah we're not tom and cecil we're not making (laughs) glory we're just just the, the lady um online you know Bitching about healthcare, like that's just—that's which is we would be
3: doing that anyway. So this way, do you, do you feel it, we do can feel, record it? And do
1: you feel, do you, yeah. feel it's, do you feel it's harder for women to may put their message out there, especially on the guise of humor. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, yeah!
4: Well, women aren't funny no? naturally. Uh, really? I think you guys
1: are hilarious, but
4: <laughs> no, just just biologically, scientifically. Oh, okay. You know, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to explain anything. But you know, women just aren't funny. There's we're
3: a just, there's a brain chemical we're missing.
1: There's, there's there's so much wordplay here because I was about to say this is hysterical, fixed. right? From hysteria. Yeah, we're totally hysterical. <laughs> From uterus. Right, uh, <laughs>
4: right, right, and um, we're wrong, first of all, because of oh. Eve. And, we'll um, talk about so, everything,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right?
4: So we just we start from the place of just we're, we're wrong and hysterical <laughs> and.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the atheist community lately, there's so much talk about you know social justice, and you've got kind of these two packs of you've got like social justice warriors yeah. who are kind of pitted against the more logic bro guys meanwhile we're just drinking and talking about you know (laughs) yeah it's but we try to we talk a lot on our show about racism and about transphobia and you know trying to and we 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 try to do it in a way that
4: towing that line where you don't want to be you don't want to lose people because you're so abrasive
3: Mm. like how do you navigate
4: wait wait women we're too shrill
3: Yeah, we're too shrill. Um, (laughs) And we have a hard time walking that line between... Like, if you have, you know, Cognitive Dissonance or one of those shows, those guys can kind of feel free to just cross any line Mm -hmm. and say whatever they want to. And I feel like they have more freedom to be funny. Whereas with us, we cross a lot of lines. But then some of the feedback we get, we have to decide whether it's appropriate feedback or not. Like, is this person being a little too openly sexual with the comments they're making to me or like there's kind of this there's kind of this more sensitive balance that we have to have but we we want to be as free as those male podcasters are to just tell totally inappropriate jokes Mm -hmm. and but at the same time we don't want to we don't want to be racist and we don't want to be homophobic and transphobic so how do you do that how do you be funny and not cross those other lines that are hurtful to other people and we're working our way through it and I think other people are too are trying to figure out how to be respectful of everybody and still be funny and you know enjoy having the conversations you're having and other people are kind of struggling with that so you know, we, and we try and to have really stepping diverse guests. We're over
4: them while they're figuring it out. Yeah, we're
3: just like, fuck you. We're, yeah.
4: <laughs> Too slow.
1: <laughs> so maybe I, I'd, li- I'd like to yeah. propose something to you ladies. I, first of all, I mm-hmm. love what you guys are doing. And here, here's my proposition. Mm-hmm. Are you guys willing to invite our three ladies? I will step out of this. And have an all-female, left-of-the-valley, <coughs> secular soup on your show. And you guys just oh, totally. five, yeah. five women, different ages, different generations, yeah. and you guys just go at it. I will record, I will oh, mute my you. mic, I'm not saying a damn word, it's all, all the ladies, you go right ahead. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah.
3: That
0: would be great.
1: That would be so much fun. All right, bye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sure Christina would agree if she were actually here and not having to be at work. Christina
1: would totally be agreeing with us too. Uh,
2: Sure. I mean, I'm I'm good with uh, Kevin. I'm good with you here. Or not here, whatever everybody no, else No, I'm
1: not brave enough to take all five of you on at the same time. I'm oh, sorry. come on, Kevin.
2: Oh, Kevin. <laughs> You're smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> wish... we're, we will eat you alive. <laughs> no, I might I, enjoy I, that. No, let's, let, on our show let, I mean, it, so. I, let, let's, let's, let's go for it for sure. Totally, totally off the track that we're on, how did Crafts and Etsy get into all of this secular soup? <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man! There, oh
3: yeah! We make stuff. make stuff to make money. Um, side yeah, hustle are, it's the it's it's gig gig economy. We are unabashedly trying to make money with this podcast. <laughs> like we are not quiet about it. Like yeah. sure, we like each other and we like talking yeah. and all that shit, but we want to make some fucking money. These are our side hustles. We're poor, so Amy That's and I
4: delightful bitchcraft is a fun word. Exactly. It's a Patreon project. Fun... They're
1: trying to come to Canada.
4: Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, we so
2: go ahead. And go. Go no, you know, we basically promote, yourself, out that promote yourself and let, let's get you some more customers. What are you doing okay. on Etsy? We need to make some shit then. Yeah, <laughs> <Amy> <laughs> find my needs to make
3: shit. She hasn't made a single fucking thing. No, I Etsy have. Shop.
2: There is a
4: pillow in my living really? room right now.
3: Is it on the Etsy shop, Amy? <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> so we do things like, we found out we are both crafty. So we kind of have different sort of specialties. So Amy sews and she's been making like, Pillows that say fuck you on them. So it's all profane stuff. You know, I think it there's says a market. Fresh
4: fucks. It, the pillow in like my living room says fresh out of fucks.
3: There yeah. is a market for profanity that is untapped right now. So on Delightful Bitchcraft, our Etsy shop, you will find totally profane mugs and just shit that basically it's garbage that I find and repurpose. I do a lot of creepy doll head lamps. So when mm-hmm. I find really creepy old dolls, I cut them apart and I make creepy lamps and like scarf racks out of them um and all of the mugs i use are like from thrift shops and yeah. i do a lot of Should vinyl put, like,
4: male, male tears on it or yeah we
3: put mail <laughs> tears on wine glasses um we do custom work this past christmas i sold a shitload of flying spaghetti monster tree toppers <laughs> We just kind of figure out, like, we have a, and we have different sections in the shop. Yeah. So we've got like a blasphemy I, section. I can and... do like cross
4: stitchy stuff. I have this one that I just, I haven't told Amy about. It says, I panic at other places besides the dick- disco. <laughs> perfect. Um, perfect. And that. then I it's love this fantastic. one in the bathroom. You hang it in the bathroom. It says, please don't do cocaine in here.
3: That was good too. <laughs> I like to do a lot of profane Bible verses onto nice, pretty plaques. So I'll take mm-hmm. like the thing about, you know, horse dick, whichever line that is, and I just, Scroll it out onto a nice little pretty thing, and people buy it and they hang it up in yeah, the house.
4: I love That one's a good one in Psalms. Yeah. yeah, it's
3: basically whatever shitty thing comes into our mind that we think, "Oh, I could make that and yeah. get someone to buy it." So yeah, if you go to we have a website called Delightful Bitchcraft, mm-hmm. so if you in just go to delightfulbitchcraft.com, it's got stuff about the podcast, it's got our Etsy shop. We kind of wanted that to be our umbrella name in case we branched out, so sort of like Puzzle in a Thunderstorm we, is. It is it's
4: our LLC. TV we yes, are we are officially... Look. Yeah, that's our...
3: That's I don't our know what LLC, how you say name. LLC? I don't know either. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about business, we'll look, but... Huh? We thought the scathing atheist guys have their own little puzzle in a thunderstorm so they can branch out and do other shows and we mm-hmm. thought, Hey, maybe in the future we'll wanna do some other shit and yeah. we can have it all under this one umbrella. So and Delightful Bitchcraft I know. I think Delightful Bitchcraft just came out of one of us said it one day and I and putting it up into our outro I don't to the show. And Mm -hmm. we were like, that's a really good explanation of what we do. We're bitches, but we're delightful. People love us, (laughs) even though we're bitches. So, yeah, Yeah. Delightful Bitchcraft was
1: born. Fantastic.
3: (laughs) Yeah, go buy our shit. Go on Etsy. We need to add more shit. Send me the link. need to add more
1: shit. Send me the link. I'll put it up in the notes for the show as well. Uh, Absolutely. Final question, ladies. In, in, In light of you guys doing your podcast and doing all your fantastic work, how optimistic are you about the future of atheism in the united states especially in the political context that you're in oh
4: politically not optimistic really Um, but overall in in the nation i'm pretty optimistic because most people are not necessarily religious or conservative but america is so held by the electoral college and there's just a whole it's it's a big issue and so the the straight white conservative men are going to just stay in charge for oh, the foreseeable future.
3: Yeah, I think I have hope that when I look at like my kids' generation and yeah. I look at my kids' friends and just what kind of people they're becoming, think I think they're going to change things. Oh, yeah, one or two, one or two fairly. <laughs> okay, but like best. they're they're so much kinder and more open to things than we were. Differences kids. and they're open to diversity mm-hmm. and they're they tend more liberal so i think eventually when they can get in charge things will change but for the foreseeable future, it's those loud Christian evangelicals that do all the voting. So until we can get the liberals to get off their That's ass the problem, and vote, the apathy,
4: mm-hmm. it's just the, the apathy, apathy is so bad. America is such a lazy, lazy oh, fuck, country. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Like I was talking to people at work, and they were like, "Why? Why vote? It doesn't affect me." And oh, it, yeah. this was like, this was a um, a millennial-aged black woman. I was like, "It literally affects you. Yeah. Like one hundred percent, this affects you."
3: Voting is not the norm. If you vote, you're out of the mainstream. It's so bad. And that's why all these fucking white dudes stand by. Yeah, in there's power. no,
4: everybody's like, there's no line. I'm like, that's not a good
3: thing. You don't yeah. brag that you
4: just waltzed right in and waltzed right out. Yes. That it's... means it's you and Geriatric Joe. People are so. at p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs>
3: People are so concerned about their football games and who made the NFL playoffs. Yeah, and... more people
4: vote for America's Got Talent. or Yeah, more
3: people watch the Super Bowl than have any. In... Most what
4: people... in the world is the Super Bowl?
3: I know, right? Most people cannot oh, you mean name who their senator is. That's my restaurant or... day yeah i guarantee if i took a poll of most of my acquaintances they would have no idea who their state senators are yeah. they wouldn't even know where to begin with their state legislatures like it's it's very disheartening and i don't know what the answer to it and is when
4: you get down to like mayor of your city oh you know, fuck
3: yeah nobody knows who that is
4: I, I can tell you about my mayor's sex life
2: that's and, how and know. you both you both come from states that have absolutely fascinating senators it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting because you both you uh-huh. both have a, a, a pretty good spread
1: mm-hmm
2: I'm <laughs> just so so for purposes. yeah, yeah you um, 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 well Texas
1: I, let I'm sorry split, you just said you, you both I, have a very good spread uh, my well, mind just went
2: no I was just saying well, in Minnesota, you've got you've got more of a political uh, diversity than in Texas, but yeah. you've got some challenges coming up in in Texas that I think are going to be interesting.
1: Yes, good, good well, government. and it's getting
3: more conservative in Minnesota. Yeah. We've been a blue state for a long, long time, yeah. and it's and the past few elections we're turning more red. Like it's getting worse than it used to be. So that's disheartening.
4: Although our governor, who's you know he's he's a wonderful man, he mm-hmm. actually said. Um, that liberals aren't welcome in texas it i'm i'm just i'm generalizing i'm generalizing what he said said, yeah he basically said that um because a lot of people are from california are moving here and he basically said that liberals aren't welcome it's like what about all the liberals that already live here and are from here there aren't any we are not his constituents anymore
3: i guess he doesn't give a fuck about you no. people talk about down here about how liberalism is a mental disease oh, oh yeah I know, I know.
4: they they actually have a it's saying bad. i told you this in when, when we were in st louis they have a saying here it's don't california my texas oh god because they assume pretty much that everybody moving here from california texas. is yeah. liberal but they're not because they're all kinds of people moving from i think that's code for gay too
3: <laughs> oh yeah honestly
0: yeah i, I really don't,
4: they don't like gays I mean, gay marriage is legal federally but yeah really
3: they're not happy about it no <laughs>
4: <laughs> no to, to punish all of the gay people for you know having the audacity to get married mm-hmm. um, texas is probably not going to pass the medical marijuana at least um it's going to be the last state or one of the last mm-hmm. ones because you know
3: yeah, it, oh, yeah. it's going
4: to be the one thing that they can hold on to and they've been phasing out abortion Like, there's no clinics anywhere. Oh, yeah.
3: You can't get abortions anywhere. No. My punch card remains just empty. So, yeah. (laughs) America's the worst. Um, We don't know how to fix it. And we did want to ask real quick. I know we're probably just about done here, but we did to ask you one of our plans. Yeah. One of our plans on our show that we've been kicking around for a while is that we would like to send all of the straight, cis, white. American males to Canada, oh, like God. they all just oh, need God. to get the fuck out of our country, and then we can have it back and we no. can fix it. So, so we're wondering, news, do you have a guest room? Um, yeah, do you have any guest rooms, or do you know of a good campground that we could rent out to send all those fuckers your way, well,
2: it's, Honestly, so that we, we can don't have our country back?
3: We're still we are we coming either way,
2: but... and we were getting along so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she waited. You know, you the kind of lost um
1: she, yeah. just, she just did the a good like a
4: Costco. It, it's side. a compliment yeah. sandwich. We really yeah. enjoyed doing your show, We're <laughs> you to yeah. white men and don't you know have a have a great rest hungry. of your weekend.
1: No, yes. uh, well, we may, may, I suggest, white men. may I suggest, may I suggest instead of polluting our country with your white mm-hmm. conservative men like that? Why don't you send them to the North Pole? I mean, it's melting anyway, so you know they'll go for a swim cool. for a while.
4: Well, uh, if Work. Trump buys Greenland, yeah. oh, that's, that's a good idea.
3: We'll send them all there. We'll trick them. We'll somehow do a Bugs Bunny trick to get them to Greenland. I knew I should have <laughs> taken effect. a lift the Albuquerque. Well, <laughs> yeah.
4: Do some kind of like Pornhub search. Thing.
3: Yes. There. that tricks them into you know free sex work in greenland there all you know. can buy i don't know well, it's
2: we, not we, hard to trick actually, we, we, I, I you know, really there, know there could be some room in the territories there are some you know really Ooh. great frozen until they melt <laughs> yeah. there's some, some really good frozen because i mean canada's big it's a big yeah. is it a state it's a big
4: state
3: <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I don't. It's not a country. It's, I don't know. No, Canada. I, I, Canada
1: is I'm a bit like America. I'm a
4: very, very, very public no. educated. Yeah.
1: Canada is a bit like America's attic. You don't think about it until you climb up there and say, "Oh,
4: look at all this wonderful yeah, shit." Yeah, there's all that mm-hmm.
3: cool shit up here. Yeah, no, exactly. It's been yeah. here for years and no one even knew. <laughs>
1: it's been here all this time.
3: <laughs> Parts it's of it are I imagine it's Ooh. the part of America that's not Mexico. So we really, really like you because <laughs> you're white. Because you're white, we don't like the Me- we don't like those other north american yeah. immigrant well, you okay. guys are cool you can over slip there. over the border and be
4: fine <laughs> building a wall because trump doesn't realize that ladders planes and boats exist no, so no, no. yeah that's okay <laughs> he's this, a bright guy
1: i still i still, I, I, I still laugh at the fact that he went to the prime minister of spain and told him he could build a, a wall across the sahara desert uh yeah. so there's so many things wrong with that statement right there i don't even know what start. yes <laughs> give it a Is week enough enough over
4: the map, it? please
1: ladies thank you so much for being on the show today (laughs) really appreciate that thank you it was a lot of fun uh so if people want to find out more about what you do and where they can find you where can they reach you
4: well first they have to send us money
1: yes yes Yes. (laughs) send money
3: first they should go to delightfulbitchcraft.com because Mm -hmm. all of our shit is on our website we've got our etsy shop we've got lists of our guest appearances on other shows we've got where you can give us money um but you can find us on any podcatcher. We're on all the things. We're on um, Facebook,
4: Instagram. We're on
3: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all Secular Soup. We're on Twitter now.
4: Twitter.
3: I'm 42, but I figured out Twitter. Ooh. She does um, the, Twitter. Do
4: the Twitter. It's
3: weird. I do the Twitter and she does the Instagram. Do the Instagram. So we also have. Please don't a, send me dick pics in my DMs. Send her all the dick pics. <laughs> I go through all of them meticulously. Um, but yeah, so I just look for Secular... That's part of our closing line, just Google us. It's not that hard. Okay. Secular soup is, you know,
1: Secular Soup easy, is easy to figure out. Fantastic. Before I let you go, I gotta have you say, hey, this is Amy and Amy from Secular Soup and I or, or I should say we took a lift in the valley.
3: <laughs> Ready, Amy? <laughs> this is gonna be <laughs> gonna hard do. Okay. I'll take okay. the lead. Ready? Okay. Hi, we're Amy and Amy <laughs> from Secular Soup <laughs> from- Podcast. And we, we took, took a, left a left of the left valley. valley. See that, See how great that was? That
1: was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, fantastic. Harmony. Was, Hashtag
0: nailed it. I don't think Damn we could have done it. it better.
1: Well, that was Amy with a wine. Amy with an I from Secular fun. Soup. All too these... much fun. I had a blast with these guys. Oh my god. It was god. So... They're, they're new were best, amazing. best friends. Think, they're
2: amazing. They're hilarious. They're they're podcast cousins aren't they I mean they're they've got <laughs> they, to be we're, we're all in the same family or some uh, separated are, at birth
1: I'd say they're, they're they're just naturally witty both of them oh yeah and I mean, they absolutely are just bang on they're banging off each other no problem yeah and it's it, the jokes are coming back and forth and they're coming fast and <laughs> it's almost hard to put in a word edgewise but this was absolutely a blast I think about. we kept up. I, I, my you yeah. in, in our own little way, I think we absolutely did. Yep. We'll absolutely have to have him again on the show. Oh, And I, yes. I do want to do a show with, you know, all three of you ladies and with them, and that's going to be like a. Superstar, all five-star women women doing the show. And
0: oh, it's going to be so fun. Yeah,
1: I think it'd be great. And, you know, to have you guys go as raunchy as you want at the same time, because I know they will. <laughs> Are you sure that's a good idea to let us go? Well, as long as I'm not at the, uh, the at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> as long as you're not aiming all that at it, me, I'll be fine. Okay. It's,
2: <laughs> it's going to be a tsunami of estrogen.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, and I uh, admire the work they're doing, and, of course, they're trying real hard in a world that that is really dominated by men you know the podcast well the atheist podcast well anyway i'm not sure about the other uh types of podcasts but the religious one would be as well but you know good for them for doing so you know Uh, i was starting to think after the other day that you know how many podcasts do we have out there that were mainly women we have us and you know ladies from forsaken faith and you know a few here and there but it's good to have more
2: yeah, and I, I I don't think they need to compare themselves or no, of with, course whether no. they go off you know over the line or too shrill. Do what you're best at doing, and then you know go for it rather than worry as to whether or not you're you're being compared with men in terms of your tone or whatever yes. they're strong women and they just go for it mm-hmm. and then they'll rise and fall on their merits which is the way it should be more power too
1: absolutely yeah. well thank you so much for joining us and thank you to Amy and Amy for joining us on the show and thank you for listening you can follow us at com. you can follow us on Facebook on Twitter at LETV Podcast send us an email at leftatvalley at com. send your complaints to Nancy on the third floor beware the incoming knife you can be a patron, you can become a patron like our friend, Thinker 215 go to Patreon slash LATV. Uh give us a five-star review, wherever you find us, it helps us and helps others find the show. Okay, coming up next week, we're doing our part two of Homeschooling Blues with Brent Lee. We'll mm-hmm. have Christina and Brent yet again explain well, how they were homeschooled and how it affected them, but we'll have Dr. Matthew Hussinger, psychologist, come in as well and really interrogate them and give a wow. deeper look. Into how it affects you to be homeschooled, so that will be interesting. Okay, September's around the block, and then we'll have the guys from Evidence Based Eating. That should be interesting with De- Del Anath. Uh, we'll also have the Vanishing of the Bees with Miriam Heinen. We'll be talking about what's going on with the bees. Uh, we'll also have the guys from Everyone is Agnostic with Marie and the Free Thought Prophets with uh, James Vagafik. And then after that, well, to November. I'm oh, sorry, October. We'll have a Skeptics Guide to Conspiracy with Mike Bowler. We'll have Ask an Atheist with Sam Mulvey. We'll have Godless Revolution, Godless Revolution with Dan Ellis, and then of course we have our Halloween special. And then we're on to November. Our good friend David Fitzgerald returns, uh-huh. and he's going to be t- talking about most likely the uh, the the. the Oh, what's that book I was just <laughs> Time shards. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, gotta more more particular particular, Shadow War. Yes. Yeah. No, but that's his book that he released, but also the other um We just talked about sexism. Something something,
2: Christ, something
1: Jesus. The case for Christ. Yeah, there you go. Yes. And he's going to do a a rebuttal for that. And we'll also have Jeff Cohen from FAIR talk about uh, media being uh, really unbiased in its reporting in the U.S.
2: And I have a request for any of our listeners. This goes way back to our chit chat. But no, it goes back to another brilliant moment. If anybody out there would please take a uh, CT scan of their DNA or however you can get your DNA and then listen to a lot of country music and then take another scan and if your DNA now has little cowboy hats on top of the (laughs) chromosomes we can use it for scientific evidence that yes it does change DNA so send them them to Nancy third floor (laughs) incoming knife and so forth and so on but we want to see scientific proof go for it
1: sounds good to me Thank you so much ladies until next time
2: this is Mr. Potty Mouth here, so whatever you no, do, I'm not. You are. I have not. You are Mr. Potty Mouth.
1: How am I are. Mr. Potty your Mouth. Your mind,
2: your mind automatically goes to some, you know, exotic sexual thing, uh, function, <laughs> some, some bodily, you know, use with furniture. Something. I mean, it, All right, if, if you go back to just almost six years of podcast, four years of that would be potty mouth. No, it's <laughs> not true. That is n- no,
1: that is not true. Hi, Amy. Hi.
3: I mean, we are allowed to swear, right? That was. You part can't of the fucking swear
1: on my podcast.
3: <laughs> when we came into this, that was the first thing we agreed.
1: <laughs> I guess. I guess we'll uh, we'll do the interview and talk about the uh, secular soup and what you guys do, and uh, we'll probably go with a bit of your history if you don't mind. Is there anywhere you guys don't want us to go?
3: Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I was. To
4: say I think you guys are already there.
3: Yeah. No, there. we um, I'm an open book. I don't care. Yeah, I don't
4: really care. Okay. Thank you.